good evening, everyone. Um, it is such a pleasure to be with you this evening. And um, thank you, Apostle Teresa, for um, these teachings and um, your faith in me and the other teachers, Lord, to bring forth the word. And so tonight, um, I am appreciative of this community as well. I love being in this community. I have grown immensely in this community. And as a matter of fact, when I was reflecting today, I was kind of thinking back on some of my um, earlier um, times in the church um, because I was kind of trying to remember what my um, understanding of the apostolic was. And when Apostle Teresa asked that question on Sunday, um, I knew that the answer was pretty much that I had not learned anything, had not been taught about the apostolic. Um, but I, my first experience of even understanding or even hearing about um, the, the office of an apostle was at a previous church in um, a non-denominational church that I attended here in Georgia. But I was kind of thinking back and I was having a hard time remembering what I had learned. And so I got to thinking about, you know, the purging and the, the shifting that you have to out with the old and in with the new. Like I'm I'm grateful to know that some of those old teachings are are gone uh, away. And now I'm really more focused on the the learning and what I'm going forward and developing and maturing now. So I do appreciate that. And um and so the uh, tonight, I'm going to um, share a few. I'm going to come with pretty much some notes from the teaching on Sunday and share uh, and just expound a little bit on uh, some of the um, some of the lessons or some of the nuggets that um, Apostle gave us. It was so power packed and so full of so much information. And um, I just like I said, I am new to the apostolic. I am new to, um, well, getting new as far as being with the conservatory. And uh, some of the understanding is developing in myself. So I am definitely grateful for the teaching. And so um, um, I'm just gonna share some of the uh, the notes in, that from Sunday um, tonight. So the, the lesson on Sunday was what is the apostolic? And one of the uh, definitions apostle gave us says that we can confidently define the apostolic as the fullness of the mind of Christ working divine intention in us to accomplish the will of God for his eternal intention. And we know that, or we should know that his internal intention is just that koinonia. It is community. It is oneness. It is for us to be reconciled back unto, as Apostle mentioned um, earlier, us back to the beginning to understand our full authority and power that has been given to us through Christ Jesus. And it is to become more and more each day in image and likeness. And another point that Apostle said is, when the apostolic is present, you have to make a decision. It makes you choose and it does not choose for you. And when the apostolic is present, you're at a road of decision and the choices have to be made with the prophetic that comes along to influence you to choose the apostolic. And in my mind, I realized that the apostolic often puts you in front of a mirror. The apostolic makes you realize those things about yourself 
um, one of the, the, the main things that really struck me and stuck out because it was an experience that I had dealt with was when Apostle said the, the, um, that the apostolic, let me find my notes, I'm sorry. They got away from me here. Um, it's the apostolic not being cruel in nature and um, apostolic guidance can be mistaken for dismissal. And that's one of the most powerful points that I But Ruben, we can't hear you. I hate to interrupt you. I want to tell you your sound okay. went out. We can hear you now. We can hear you now. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I apologize. Okay, can you hear can you hear and see me now? Okay. So the apostolic can be considered the apostolic guidance can be mistaken for dismissal and she said god's love is apostolic it's not emotional and one of the things that caused me to have to realize is that emotions are going to find offense with the apostolic um your messiness is going to find offense with the apostolic um i am a emotional I'm, I am an emotional being and I, I have a tendency to be very sensitive, but I know that the God sent me to the, the conservatory and under apostles leadership, I realized her apostolic nature was one of that was in defined leadership, but she never allowed us, never allowed me to be clingy because I'm a, I'm a sensitive, huggy, feely, emotional kind of person and she never allowed me to be clean. And um, and I had, I, I, I kind of was like wondering, like, God, you really sent me here, you know, to, to be in this ministry. And I'm feeling like a babe. I'm feeling like I need this, this extensive, um, you know, maturity. And I did need to mature. I, there is a maturation process that I'm going through. But I felt like I needed somebody to hold my hand and kind of guide me through this thing. And then the teachings that I was learning was, it seemed all above my head because it was so different than what I had been learning before. And so I was like, God, you really put me in this place. And, you know, she's not allowing me to get close to her because I'm thinking if I get close to her, then I can better learn and I can better grow. But it was like none of that. And she constantly was just demonstrating that apostolic. So it did come off at me as it did come off as as kind of callous and cruel, but it was anything but because I understand now that she has a greater love for me than I can say that any other leader has ever had before because of her eternal intention for my life. Regardless of whether she's in my life or not, she has set me on a path for success and, and to meet God's divine intention. So when I walk, if I walk away from this or if something happens and, and I am separated from this, there's one thing that I can know about the conservatory. There's one thing that I can know about Apostle Teresa. And that was she set me on a path of immersion. She set me on a, a path 
of, of Christ's intention. She, she sent me on a pathway that if I stay along that pathway, if nobody else tells me or shows me anything else, if I stay along that pathway and I stay immersed in Christ, I will be okay. And so I am appreciative of that, but that's what the apostolic was to me. The apostolic can seem cold and it can seem heartless, but if you can get in your mind, it's anything but. Sometimes it's what we do need. We don't need the rock rah, yeah, you were right. You need that. Wait a minute. You are not right. This is what you need to do. You need to grow up. Like Apostle said, so what? They're talking about you. That should not disturb you. So that's how we live that unbothered life. Because oftentimes we give too much power and too much time, too much of our attention, too much authority into things that are not, that don't matter. And it's sometimes hard to realize that that's what you are. I came to realize that I'm very sensitive because I'm a sensitive person. But now I have to understand, okay, when I'm just in my sensitivity and when it's really something that I need to be offended by, because in my emotions and my sensitivity, I can get offended, but I have to check myself and know, okay, is this just you being sensitive or is there something seriously wrong here? So that's one of the um, the points that really set home, struck home with me about the apostolic. And um, another point is that the um, Christ commission is about restoring our apostolic divine nature. And I have a scripture here from Second Peter that is labeled growth in Christian virtue, and I want to read it. And this is 2 Peter 1, and it's um, verse 1 through um, probably about 15. So I'm going to, but I'm going to read it because I believe that all of this, um, it kind of, it addresses the apostolic um, nature. It says, Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle, which is a special messenger, personally chosen representative of Jesus Christ to those who have received and possessed by God's will a precious faith of the same kind as ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace, that special sense of spiritual well-being, be multiplied to you in the true intimate knowledge of God and of our and of Jesus our Lord. For his divine power has bestowed on us absolutely everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual life and godliness through true and personal knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these, he has bestowed on us his precious and magnificent promises of inexpressible value so that by them you may escape from the immoral freedom that is in the world because of disreputable desire and become sharers of the divine nature. For this very reason, applying your diligence to the divine promises, make every effort in exercising your faith to develop moral excellence, that's governing your soul, and in moral excellence, knowledge, insight and understanding, and in your knowledge, self-control, and in your self-control, steadfastness, 
and in your steadfastness, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly affection, and in your brotherly affection, develop Christian love, that is, learn to unselfishly seek the best for others and to do things for their benefit. That is to forgive them. That is to extend grace to them. That is to make sacrifices for them. That is to suffer with them. That is to love them. For as these qualities are yours and are increasing in you as you grow towards spiritual maturity, they will keep you from being useless and unproductive in regard to the true knowledge and greater understanding of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is blind. They are short-sighted. They close their spiritual eyes to the truth, having become oblivious to the fact that he was cleansed from his old sins, not believing that the, of the finished work of Christ. Therefore, Believers, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you, his setting you apart for his divine purpose, his making you his son. Be sure that your behavior reflects and confirms your relationship with God. For by doing these things, actively developing these virtues, you will never stumble in your spiritual growth and will live a life that leads others away from sin. For in this way, entry into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be abundantly provided to you. Just a couple more lines. Therefore, I will always be ready to remind you of these things, even though you already know them and are established in the truth, which is held firmly in your grasp. I think it is right as long as I am in this earthly tent to inspire you by reminding you. To me, that is apostolic. The apostolic reminds you and confronts you and it makes you understand what you already have possession in what, or what you need to be developed more in. Um, the other um, quote that um, Apostle said was, um, the, the apostolic understand what God wants and will give you the tools that God has provided to get you there. So understanding that the apostolic is the, it, it is the, the ultimate and it is determined to get you to a place of your likeness and image. And it has to stay focused. There's only one way. There is not separate ways, different ways. There's only one way. And the apostolic has to stay focused on that one way. Um, also, the apostle also says that everyone has an apostolic nature and they are developing every day in the apostolic, um, in the apostolic natural gift and being apostolic, we are maturing and growing every day. And I have a story that I have told a couple of times, but as I reflected upon it, this was an apostolic nature that um, an apostolic um, guidance that I received that kind of took me back, but I realized now that it was apostolic in nature. And so I, um, you may have heard this several times before. It's, it was about my father and my father's giving me guidance. So my father is the one who can calm my raging seas. When I feel like I'm about to make a crazy decision and when I used to be a hothead, 
Um, I used to call my dad because he's the one who was able to calm me down. So I was having an issue with someone at my job. And this day, it, it had gotten to the point where nobody was believing me that she was bothering me. Nobody was seeing the things she was doing to me. And it was just very, very disturbing to me. And I called my father crying. When I called my father crying, the when I told him, explained to him what was going on, my father said, what did you do? What are you doing? And so... The first thing I'm thinking is, wait a minute, this is my father. He's supposed to be giving me guidance. He's supposed to be helping me. I'm all emotional and I'm crying. I'm all over the place. And I'm like, what did I do? I got abused. That's what I did. I got attacked and nobody else is, is hearing it. Nobody else is understanding me. My father said to me, he said, this woman obviously understands how to push your buttons. And what you need to do is move the button. And that was it. That's all he had for me. And I am like, for real? Are you serious? I am a ball of tears. I'm going in here. I'm not even sure, you know, what's going to happen when I go back in here. But he just said, you need to move the button. My dad has always been a soundboard of wisdom for me. So um, Apostle talked about peer level um, relationships are not always kingdom oriented, that you need leadership. And in this time, I needed leadership. I didn't need somebody to tell me what I should have done or to encourage me to do more than what I was thinking to do. I didn't need anybody to pat me on my back and tell me how much I was right about being upset about it. I called my father because I knew my father was going to give me sound wisdom, but I didn't know he was going to confuse me. I was confused. Like, how could I stop somebody from attacking me? Well, my response, his response to me was apostolic in nature. It was, you don't have any control over what anybody else does, says to you. But what you do have control over, what you do have governance over is your emotions and your response to it and how you allow it to bother you, what you allow it to do. And so that apostolic guidance right there has stuck with me. This has been over 10 years ago, but it has stuck with me because it caused me to stop and realize I was in my emotions. I gave her more power and authority than she actually had. I allowed her, as a matter of fact, I took her home with me. I was angry when I went home. She was with me before I even got to work because I'm already thinking about when I get to work, oh my God, I got to deal with this woman. But, you know, and she just irritated me. Sometimes over the weekend, it could be something she did on Thursday and it carried me all the way through the Monday till I got something else to be mad about. And so the, what I needed to do was to understand and realize the level of authority she really had, which was none but I gave her that power. I gave her that authority. So in my apostolic guidance that I received from my father, I understood that it was my responsibility to stand up, to ascend, to realize that this was, this was just fluff. This was ham sandwich stuff. This was nothing that should have made me lose my job. The ultimate focus was that I need to be gainfully employed. The ultimate focus is I can't have a job. And every time I get offended on a job, I'm going to a new job because when I set my resume, it's going to be like, oh, this lady don't stay at the job no time. 
So I had to understand the ultimate goal for me. And I knew that God planted me at that job. I knew that God took me to that job. And I was going to let somebody, somebody with some fluff stuff, some nonsense stuff, just because she had an attitude, her personality, our personality conflict. I'm going to let that cause me to be unemployed. No, that's not the level of circumstances that I need. But I knew that I needed to call my father but I wasn't ready for the apostolic guidance that he gave me, but I am definitely and truly a better person for it. I learned from it. I grew from it. So when we understand the apostolic, it is, it is, it is, it has to be steadfast. It has to be, it has to be. And the leadership that we look for and the leadership that we, we go to has to be one that can stretch us and take us up. But we also have to understand that we have to make sure that it is the, the correct kind of leadership. We have to understand, we have to know what the likeness and image is, because if you're, you're thinking about, I'm going to be likeness and image, if I say I look like my mother, you're looking at me and all you're seeing is me. Now, if I'm supposed to look like the father and you don't know the father, then you should be able to, when you see the father, when you get a relationship with the father, you should be able to say, oh, I had an experience with Varuva and she did demonstrate likeness and image. Oh, okay, that's that love she was expressing. That's that love, that's that heart, that's that compassion that she was expressing. I was mean to her. I didn't like her. I didn't know her, but she expressed love. So back to the story. I actually one day determined to go up to the lady. I actually gave her a hug. She didn't know how to take it. She was so thrown off. She didn't know what to say. She didn't know how to. And I hugged her and I just, I just hugged her. I didn't have to say anything. That was my demonstration of love to her and letting her know that I was not her enemy. Now, did she stop being nasty to me? Nope. But in that, in that time, she realized and understood that I no longer considered her a threat. So she just kept throwing things at me, but it, it didn't go anywhere. It didn't go anywhere with me. I had ascended above that circumstance. So that is an apostolic story and an apostolic leadership and guidance for me. And I don't know if you have any of those um, type of situations or circumstances, but the apostolic is going to lead you and guide you through that the, the, the nonsense and the fluff, the things that are not eternal. That stuff is not eternal. Somebody talking about you, somebody not liking you. Apostle said that we are uh, developing and becoming more apostolic in nature every day, and somebody still has a problem with us. No matter what we do, no matter how much love we demonstrate, somebody is still going to have a problem with us. But that should not derail us. That should not, we should be unbothered. We should be walking unbothered. And unbothered to me is undistracted, unfazed, unamused, undeniable, and undisturbed. You are not going to be taken off of your post. You're not going to be taken off of your path because you are focused and the apostolic is there to guide you. We have the guidance that we need to be apostolic and you can't, you can't stay a baby. You can come in a baby, but you can't stay a baby. You can't stay a baby. When you are on apostolic in apostolic leadership, you are going to have to grow up. You're going to have to grow up. You're going to cry. It's just like the child that comes along and you tell the child, hey, follow me, come behind me, come behind me. And it gets a little lost and it starts crying. You don't want to hear that. I told you follow behind me. Okay, I bet you next time you'll be right behind me. So that's apostolic. It's apostolic. Does that mean that there's no love? 
No, absolutely not. It's the absolute opposite. It is love. It's the right kind of love that's preparing you for when you have to make those decisions because you are to develop an apostolic nature and be a leader within yourself. So that's, um, I have several other notes. Um, the healing the apostolic brings raises us up above all those low-level nonsense people stuff and gives us the compassion of Christ where we weep at the state of the world. We cry at the hardened hearts. Um, I, think, I often think about when Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. When I thought about that scripture and I said, you know, it take a lot of level for somebody to say forgive something when somebody is doing something to you. But I understand Jesus's heart now in my mature state. I understand because you think about if somebody hurt you, you really kind of sometimes want to hurt them. But apostolic in nature says that you can't, you can't even take that mindset. You have to have compassion. And so now my heart tries to understand why do they have that thought process of wanting to hurt me? Because I have developed myself to want to be more of a loving person, to be more compassionate and be more understanding and to not be abrasive to anybody. And so if somebody just takes offense with you, it's more about them than it is about me. And so when Jesus said, forgive them for they know not what they do, it wasn't that Jesus was saying they didn't mean to hurt me. It was an accident that they hurt me. No, they meant to kill me. They meant to crucify him, but he, he was asking for forgiveness for them because they didn't understand the, the atrocity. They did not understand. They didn't believe in him. They didn't believe in him. They believed themselves and they believed what they believed so much that they believed that killing him was making them better off. And that's what they didn't understand what they were doing. And his heart, even though he said, I don't, you don't take my life from me. I willingly give my life because he knew, he knew his apostolic call and his intention. He knew that he had to go so that he can send us the Holy Spirit. But even though he understood that their mindset was thinking, yay, we got him, we killed him, we have done a good service, but they didn't. They cast darkness, immediate darkness upon the whole world at that time. And so understanding us having that, that level of apostolic guidance and leadership and, and, and trying to develop in that mature place is understanding that there are people who intend to hurt us. There are people who intend to do evil in the world just because. But we can't take a level of offense with that. We have to be in prayer and we have to have that compassion to say they just don't know. And what can we do to demonstrate in ourselves what influence we have? We might not can change them, but we can change other people that we do have the influence over, other people that we do have the grace to, to be leadership in and over, well, not over, but leadership of people that are paying attention to us because we are on display. People are always paying attention to us. So in our ministry, we are, we are ordered to walk as Christ walked and Christ walked being ridiculed all the time, but he was unbothered. So we have to learn how to be unbothered. If you walk into a room, people stop talking. They start looking at you. 
be unbothered. That it's easier said than done. Trust me, it's way easier said than done. But we have to get to that place. We have to understand we don't know why they stopped looking. It could be something great. It could be like, oh, they they understand our presence. We don't walked in and we don't we don't brought the light into the darkness, and they just in all of the light. So we don't know that. So we can't take offense to things, you know. And and this that's like that. My apostle said the ham sandwich stuff. It's funny, but you if you think about it, we deal with a lot of ham sandwich stuff, and we have to continuously check ourselves. We have to check ourselves, and that is apostolic in nature. Understanding that we have to be on track and on target to be likeness and image at all cost, at all cost. We have to believe that Christ gave us the finished work. We have to believe in the authority and the power that he has given us through the knowledge of him. He walked this earth to demonstrate and show us that we can do it too, because there is nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new. So Christ did not, he did not miss, he did not not encounter anything that we are going through, anything that we're encountering in this earth, but he rose above it. So the mind of Christ that apostle is talking about, we need to ascend and try to, we have to strive for it. And it's going to be a constant striving for, for our lives, but we have to strive for it. But some of this low level stuff that we understand that, that, that we're, we have to get to an understanding like they, like there's, we don't have any time to waste. You know, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. We have to demonstrate divine leadership. And so we have to understand, we got to do that self-check all the time. We have to understand what is it that's causing us to not walk along that pathway. And when we need that, when we come up and we get that divine apostolic leadership, we can't be offended. We just need to know okay, in those perfect conditions that we need to understand that this is a time that we're supposed to be taking notes and understand what we need to change about ourselves, what we need to be more aware of about ourselves. And um, Apostle talked about the um, not allowing, not looking for um, people and not looking for flesh to come and rescue us, not looking for uh, um, people to to keep us, to prevent us from those maturing in those perfect conditions. So the perfect conditions that um, Prophet Andrea talked about are sometimes those circumstances, situations that I talked about. It's you think that, or, or maybe even it seems like the world is crashing and it seems like things are going wrong. You know, it, it, sometimes it could be your expectations and it could be just disappointment or sometimes it could actually be tragic situations. Either way, we are supposed to take the mindset God said to reckon it done. Do we believe that God has given us the ability to rise above it? If God doesn't do anything else for us, has he done enough? Has he already done enough? What can we do with what we already have? What can we do? And can we develop to get the things that we need? But we need to stay on focus. We need to stay on target. We need to learn how to be unbothered by some of the things that shouldn't have bothered us in the first place. And I think that that's one of the hardest things. And I, me, myself, I, I'm, I'm a work in progress. I'm a constant work in progress. It's a lot of things that still bother me, but I am so grateful for apostolic leadership that says, guess what? I can't sit here and tarry with you. I'm going to leave you to your lesson. 
I'm telling you, here's the answer. You just need to make a decision. I remember the first time I heard, or one of the first times I heard Dr. K speak. And I think one of the questions she asked was, what is it that we want God to do? Or what is it that we want to do that we just haven't done? And some things that we were calling out and saying, she said, do it. Just like that. She said, do it. And you know, me in my mind, but, 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 no, she didn't waver. She didn't, she said, do it, do it. And one of Prophet Andrea's favorite phrases is do it afraid. If you're afraid to do it, do it afraid. So that's apostolic guidance right there. Do it afraid because guess what? The more you do it afraid, that fear gonna fall off. It's not gonna be a fear for you any longer. But if you let that, if you let that the fear continue to crowd over you, which God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, he has given us the authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions, to tread upon those things that we feel like sometimes are, are deathly a threat to us, but they're not. We just need to make a decision. Guess what? I'm not gonna be fearful of that anymore. It's just like when you come up to a bully and you get bullied every day, every day. And one day you just decide, look, I'm not getting bullied no more. <laughs> I'm not getting bullied no more. Guess what? You may give that bully the beating of his life. They'll never bother you again. They will never bother you again. But guess, you made the decision. So that's what we have to do. We have to make a decision. And that for me is what I'm learning and gleaning from this apostolic leadership and that the apostolic is in our lives. So I'm sorry, I got so um, excited <laughs> so, and going so much that I, done, I lost my place in my notes, but pretty much that's, those are the, the points that I kind of wanted to make. Um, oh, and another point that I, I love, love, love that Prophet LA said, in the comments is that the apostolic is not concerned with babysitting your salvation. I will repeat that. The apostolic is not concerned with babysitting your salvation. You are to govern yourself accordingly. You are to govern your soul. You are to make the right decisions and understand that the apostolic guidance is available. It's there for you. If you're part of the conservatory, you got it. The apostolic guidance and leadership is here. It is here. What you do with it is your choice. So it's when you, if somebody's not going to attend your pity party, if someone's not going to pat you on the back and encourage you, if somebody doesn't want to hear your gossip, then understand that's apostolic in the works. That, 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 that has no eternal, it has no eternal place. So don't even give it another second. Don't even give it another thought. You have to ascend above it. So just, I, I encourage everyone to be inspired, um, continue to develop yourself, continue to self-reflect and understand that these, the apostolic leadership is for us to, it, it, it's a, one of the greatest tools. It is the greatest tool, I would say, for us to take and continue to develop ourselves into divine purpose and into divine intention. If you, the apostolic is number one, it is, it is first. 
Okay, so we got to take a hold of it, grasp it, understand it. And I am so grateful for this series because I know it's just going to get, um, I think it was, was it, um, Minister Paul, it's just going to get gooder and gooder. So we just got to continue to go on. I encourage you. And like I said, I'm a work in progress. So I, I just pray that you will continue to pray for me as I continue to pray for you, my strength and my growth and my maturity. But I am excited about this series because um, I, I almost classified it as tough love. And sometimes we need that. We need someone who is going to set us straight. We need somebody that is willing to look us in the face. The um, That was one of the other notes that the, apost the apostolic is not afraid to look into darkness and it is determined to win. It's determined to win. So you're not going to waver. You, you're not going to, you're not going to, darkness will not defeat the apostolic. So as long as you have that availability and that guidance availability in your life, run to it, grab a hold of it. Take it, learn it, grow from it, because you will be definitely better for it. And that's what I have for tonight. And I appreciate your um, listening to me.